And it is Carcon Carne. Presented by the Auto Barn Mazda of Evanston, 1015 Chicago Avenue. Right now, we are more than just a stone's throw from Evanston. We are in Tinley Park. That right there is Chuck. That right there is Calico. We are backstage tonight. It's Alice Cooper. It's Hailstorm. It's motionless and white. What a bill. Man, I got to tell you, I'm I'm really excited about this this tour. And I, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect until the first couple of nights. And there's just such a different type of crowd for these for all three acts and it's just such a great concert to be at if you're a fan of rock and roll you got new band that's up and coming you got hellstorm who's been around for a while and just kicking ass or just all over the radio and then you got alice who just comes in and just does his show and it's just so wonderful to be part of it's car con carne let's eat in the car it's car con carne So I want to talk about the Alice Cooper show, the Alice Cooper experience, the Alice Cooper dad. Uh, but I also want to talk about your band. Are we allowed to talk about your band? Oh, you are more than welcome to talk about our band. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that was in violation of, you know, what, what the boss Oh, wants. no. Break oh, no, the no. rules, Actually, bro. You have never met anybody that's more supportive yeah. than he is. If we didn't talk about the band, he'd be mad. All right. So the band is Bisto Blanco. Yeah. That's when you're not doing what you do with Alice Cooper. You've got Bisto Blanco. You just put out an album like a month or two ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is We Are. That's right. You know, it's funny. When I listen to your music, I, I think I want to be able to draw a line to Alice Cooper's music, especially the music that I've heard in the 21st century. Is it important to not sound like Alice's music when you work on this band? Well, I don't think we intentionally try to sound like anybody. I mean, I'm a product of rock and roll. I mean, I've been listening to it my whole entire life, so it's... You're going to hear influences, and, and most of those influences are, are you know, what shaped me as a, as a musician and as an artist. So the thing is, what's so great about this last record that we just released, We Are, is that you're really hearing the, the growth and continuation of, of what Bisto Blanco is. I mean, you know, we've got Calico, who's kind of coming into her own and her character and, and what she's about vocally, and you'll hear a lot, lot more her on the album, and um, it's just really starting to fine-tune itself. Well, and speaking of Calico and you, I think what makes the band interesting and memorable is that vocal interplay. Exactly. Between between the two of you, that male-female dynamic. Hey, if it worked for Sonny and Cher, it should work for us. In fact, if you like Sonny and Cher, you're going to love Bisto Blanco. I love it. I think there's a straight line. I feel like if they had kept going, this is what it would have turned into. Uh, So, video... is that why you've been... No, I won't say it. There's a video... Bad skiing joke. Go. There's a video for The Seeker. Which is awesome. And tell me about The Seeker, because that's kind of like the gateway drug to the new album. Directed by Calico Cooper. Talk about The Seeker. <laughs> well, yeah. I love the song when they said that was going to be the single. I just sort of went, okay, so how... I want it to be a narrative video. Nobody takes the time to really do that anymore. It's right. like The idea is a lot of, like, flash, flash, flash. And it's like we're seeing a bunch of images. But, like, I remember being a kid, and, like, he said he's a product of rock and roll. I'm a product of theatrics. I'm a product of a story and taking time to tell a story. And yeah, it takes a couple extra minutes to think like, well, what do I see here? And, and you know, I knew it was going to be difficult and it was going to be a hard sell to get people to, you know, work a little extra harder to tell my twisted Western story. But <laughs> no, really, I, I was driving through the desert home from my parents' house in Phoenix and to L.A. And I was playing The Seeker and I just kept seeing this girl just running through the desert. 
And I was like, all right, well, why is she running? And then I was like, and if it's me, and I just saw her without shoes on, but like she didn't even feel it. You know what I mean? And then why, 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 why? So, um, yeah, the seeker was born and I, I always shoot for, <laughs> not just the moon, I shoot for Uranus. And, um, <laughs> galaxy. As you should. And, uh, and I usually hit like about Saturn. So I, uh, my idea was, okay, forget budget, forget everything. I want to make a Tarantino Western, you know, battle star throwdown, like a huge thing, right? And I pretty much stuck to my guns and, you know, ended up doing it for a reasonable amount of money. And, and everybody did 87 jobs. And when I saw the first cut of it, I was almost like I couldn't watch it because I put so much into sure. it. She called me and said, you watch it. Let me know how it is. Yeah, well, I get I that. I put too much into it. I like knew I was in too deep because he goes, well, it's a new cut of the video. And I go, cool, watch it. Let me know how it goes. He was like, really? I'm like, yep, no. I made her watch it. You know, 87 of those jobs, 86 of them she did. I mean, not only did she direct it, direct it, she was there. She was starring in it. She did the costumes. She found the locations. She, you know, people were like, what do we get for catering? She's figuring that out as well. So she, I was really proud of her that day. She just really knocked it out of the park. And like she said, she really did stick to her guns. And, and, and there was a time limit. We had this place from the, the, the location was like, what was it, 12 hours or something like exactly. that? Exactly. Wheels she, down, wheels up, 12 hours to make a Western. And the last shot was done, you know, 30 minutes before time's up. And we get in the car to drive away. And I just kind of looked at her and I go, did no. we get it all? And she goes, we did. We did. We got everything on that shot list. So it was cool. Another song I really like on the album is Down, which is, yeah, it, when you listen to the album, I mean, these are big, pounding riffs. These, It's fun music. Down's more down tempo. Yeah. It, it takes a different turn. Well, hey, man, it's a, it's about giving you, taking you on a journey. I mean, we can write more than one style of, of music, and that's what I love the most about Bisto Blanco is you never know what you're going to get from song to song. You go from The Seeker to Solitary Rave to Ready to Go to, you know, Perception of Me and then down. It's like, it's just kind of, it's just like a one-two punch and then, you know, the uppercut right there knocks you out. I think lyrically that song is phenomenal. I, I love the... Uh, the the uh, the pace of it. I love the story, and what I love most about that tune too is like everybody. Not that everybody was really involved in it musically, but they were really involved in my performance vocally. You know, Calico was there every single day that every instrument was being tracked. So I, if I remember correctly, we were, we really kind of spent some time vocally because I was trying to find out where I wanted it to sit. Yeah. You know, and I was singing it all these different ways and 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 at one point that was when we sort of had a little bit of a of a uh, I realized I've got these people who have my back you know and they're just they're all saying no 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 you can do that better or you should you should do it this way try it this way because we want this to be successful they knew they that we had something special with that tune you mentioned ready to go yeah it sounds to me like something you open up your set with yeah, we have. Okay. We have, yeah. Seems yeah. kind of like a no-brainer. It is, it is. Yeah, yeah, but again, with the dynamic of a Bisto set, much like a Bisto record, it's like, y you really don't know what's going to happen. And because, you know, it, we come out of the gate so hard and so strong, and there's, it's like a visual assault. And what I love the most is looking down at the crowd and, you know, people are looking this way, this way, this way, this way, yeah, you know. And there's very few phones out, which I love for the first song. It's like... And then all of a sudden they go, oh, I would get this on Instagram. 
Yeah, people are in the moment. Yeah, the ones. I love that. We really do get them in the moment to put their phones down. I think I, there's a, one of my favorite shows we've ever done was on one of those cruises, the Monsters of Rock cruise. And uh, there was a photographer there. Um, and he's yeah. one of the best in the business. And I, every time I see him, I laugh because he, this was him taking pictures of us. <laughs> Hold that like, pose. He was just watching. He forgot he had a camera. He forgot what he was supposed to do. He was in the moment. And to me, I just, I love that. And what I love most about performing with Bisto is if I'm singing a song, there are people watching me, but I can look out in the crowd and everybody is looking in all different directions because there's so much to see. And it's a visual assault as much as it is a sonic assault, you know, which is so great. Here's the transition. Feed My Frankenstein, yeah. which you've done before. Uh, it's Alice Cooper's song, but you make it slower and sexier and different from what people sure. are used to. Aren't you supposed to? I think so. I mean, when you cover something, you should make it your own, I right? Agree. Yeah. Even if you play bass in his band or even if you're his daughter, yeah. you should change it up a little bit. Absolutely. I think that was the only way that we were going to sell that song yeah. to Calico. There was no way I was going to get her to cover an Alice Cooper song unless it was so good that she it was undeniable. And I think we, we had that with that one. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, yeah, when they said, okay, so hear me out. We're going to do Feed My Frankenstein. And I didn't even get the end out. I was like, <laughs> nope, no, no, no. And because uh, I, I always said, oh, I never wanted to be in a band. And then Chuck presented me more than a band. It was like a concept. And like, you know, it was like I could put all of my acting training and dance training, like everything's at work there, improv, everything. And uh, they go, we got it. You know, Alice Cooper song is just, this is the one. And I go, why? Why of all the, why, why, why not do like some really weird seaside from Dada or something? Like maybe I'll do that, right? If we rework it. It's like, no, I think this can be Bisto. And when they played it for me and it sounded like the intro to a Tarantino film, I went, all right. And I go, well, how do I, I don't want to sing it in that bratty voice that I use. And I was like, it doesn't seem right. He's like, well, how, how else can you sing it? And I was like, so glad you asked. <laughs> and then I got to be Mae West that's fantastic. for a minute. Well, see, that's the joy, man. I mean, that's the fun thing about being in this band is there there are other, there are, there's things. I mean, Bisto Blanco sort of is sort of finding those other bits inside of you, you know, taking the fear and turning it into courage. And like Calico said, like she never really wanted to be in a band. But see, I always saw her as being somebody in a band. She has that presence. She has that ability to make you pay attention because she entertains on a level. And I know I'm saying this and you're right here, but I've said it to you a million times. Really She's awkward. a very much a free spirit. You don't see her thinking. You just see her doing. And vocally, she's I think you kind of found your voice with Feed My Frankenstein a little bit. I think you found the courage yeah. to sing. And that sort of catapulted us into what is now we are with songs like Perception of Me and um, Solitary Rave and her vocal part and, and, and we got this. I mean, it's like she's really coming to her own. And yeah, and Perception of Me has that bluesy vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that I could even do it. You know, they were like, you know, wish list at the end. Their lyric is, let me hear you say my name. And it's like in a Lizzie Hale you know, register, and I go, I don't know, I could try. And they were like, okay, go ahead. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I did it, and then I remember looking up at the the screen, and they were in there, and they were like, <laughs> I'm like. 
Yeah, we had to listen to it over and over again. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I consistently am. Every time it goes on without a hitch, I like I'm like Jim from the office. Like <laughs> anyway. So all right, jumping back to Alice. Yeah. Chuck, you joined up with Alice two thousand two. Two thousand two, I think, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. A couple monumental albums at the beginning yeah. of of the century. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it, it, it's been a great ride ever since. I mean, it's been one of the best gigs I've ever had in my life. I mean, it's he's 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 a legend. There's no doubt about it. I mean, his catalog speaks for himself. But not, not only is he one of the best in the business as far as lyricists and songwriters and 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 just the overall master, the creator of what we know as goth and punk rock. Really, he he's one of the greatest guys to work with. You know, he always, it's always the place to be. It was, it's always a great show. It's, it's always just a joy to be around. Uh, we, we just have a lot of fun. And I've met my best friends and my family out, out here on the road with Alice. And I love it. It's a great gig. Calico mentioned the Dada album, which I'm not even sure Alice wants to hear songs from at this point. He likes know. them. He likes them. I mean, I definitely watch Does he even him. remember recording them? He did. Well, <laughs> see him remember. But no, he there's there's certain songs like he's always trying to figure out where in the set, even if it's just uh, a, a sample to do like a formerly warmer or something like that. He's just like, I loved that. And there was something there that I wish I would have explored farther. And he's like, but it obviously not. But uh, yeah, no, he remembers all that. We I was just talking to him the other day about we drove we talk about how sometimes when you're like really close with somebody, you can drive in a car for like six hours and not talk at all. And so he and I were driving back from Phoenix and we were just like for like five hours. And then we stopped at this truck stop and they had a uh, copy of Raise Your Fist and Yell. And he goes, I have not listened to this in sequence. In a, he's like, I, I don't think since we made it. And I go, oh, let's get it. So we get it. And we played it the rest of the way into L.A. And we were both like, nice. <laughs> like, he was like, I love this record. We should do more songs off this record got to be fun for him to revisit some of that stuff in its entirety you yeah. know i mean it's it's just it's just so much great alice material and uh it's a lot of fun to play bass in that's for sure i can imagine now, here's something i've always wondered you see this happen a lot with bands where a band a, a quote classic band will come out and do an album play you know whether it's the the who doing tommy or band x doing this monumental release i feel like that's a great opportunity for alice like it bust out billion dollar babies for one tour or the two nightmare albums i know they always talk about it i've heard it in discussions many times like just do this f record in its entirety you know and I, I i believe that that probably will be something that happens sooner really? or later yeah well think about all the options now what you have with like you know doing a tour entirely of you know just billion dollar babies or whatever but then also you've got las vegas you've got New York, Broadway, you have Off-Broadway in London, you know, all these things get thrown around all the time. So you kind of got to decide where you're going to plant your... It's like a residency. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? Can you, you can do both, you can do all of them. You know, so I think that's just kind of up to them. He's still the least tired guy at the end of an hour and a half show. So I think as long as that's going, he loves to do this. What we're doing tonight, this is what he loves. And he loves to tell a story you know, in a different way and, and use these props and stuff like that. So I think as long as he's having fun doing this and he's not out of ideas, if somebody will get him to do it at some point, I'm sure. But right now he's like, ooh, ooh, I forgot about that song. Here's what I love about seeing an Alice Cooper show. And I, I, I don't miss Alice Cooper when the show rolls through town. Alice never does that kind of concert pandering. It's never, 
What's going on in Chicago? Oh, no. Let, let's hear you on the lawn. He is Alice Cooper. It is from the second those curtains pull back, it is the Alice Cooper experience from start to finish. One of the things I love the most about our show is that exact thing. It's something that I have brought over to Bisto. Less talk, more action. Let's just give them what they want, and that is a show. Yeah. Um, drummers hate it. <laughs> I love it. I think it's brilliant because uh, I think everything you have to say, you can say within the music and the, and the production. And that's something that I've learned. I've always been a guy where I tell I tell Calico this and the guys in my band. It's like, I've been here for 16 years, but I've also been a guy that's paying attention. Eyes are wide open. Ears are... When we're building a new show and I see how Alice works and I see how Shep works and I, I see how the band, we put this, all, this whole thing together. I see how Calico develops her character and what she's doing. It's like you learn from all of that, you know? And we... we now put it into Bisto to make sure that we're using those elements that are successful you know to build to build a show that's going to make people continue to talk about it and continue to come back because it's important it's important for us because we love what we do so much and we appreciate the fans so much that they come out we want to give them their money's worth they've driven a long ways we've driven a long ways let's make this sucker count and Calico I'm sure you've answered this before probably dozens of times but what would you say your biggest learning from dad is as far as being in show business being in this environment, finding your own voice? Um, I think I, I, I'm hoping that it's genetic or else we're both just crazy, um, which is also possible. Um, I watched uh, how to do, how to live as your character on stage and fully commit. Like you said, I'm not thinking about anything other than, it's almost like a shark. Like I have my eye on one thing and it, it looks really predatory and cool. And, but then the minute that not only offstage, the minute I turn my back on the audience, I'm like, <laughs> but, but that's the thing is I feel like the, the, the more confident you are in yourself, the farther left you can go and really like be comfortable being still or just like lifting your finger and controlling a crowd. Um, he never works too hard. Hardest working man in show business, but never works too hard. You don't see him floundering around trying to get you to like him. He's just doing what he does best. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it, when I started doing Bisto, I was like, it was really hard to hear people go, oh, you're so much like your dad on stage. I was like, Ugh. I love him, but that's him. And so I started finding little caveats that, really made it different you know what I mean like I started owning my sexuality a little bit rather than being like well I want to be seen as like a serious like chick singer and I was like well, why can't I be a serious chick singer and also have you go gah you know so let's do that I'm good at that I, I think nurse, Ros nurse Rosetta made us go gah a couple times oh did she yeah. I well see that was an accident because I, I was like trying to be mean but um but yeah so you know now my mom is doing the show full-time she's I'm just literally out here uh visiting I'm doing a film in Chicago so, just, uh, yeah, just happened to be here for this test. I love that. I love that. I love that you said that. All right, before I let you go, before you get absorbed back, to, absorbed back into the Alice Cooper Collective, favorite Alice Cooper song. Now, maybe for you, Chuck, a song you, you're not used to playing on tour. Oh, man. You know, favorite Alice Cooper song? I know. I, it, that is a real tough one. You because act like it's like you have a favorite kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, um, I will say that 
songs that we don't get a chance to play that often and uh, there are two songs in particular that I really enjoy listening to and one of them we are that is now in the set so the one that I, I really enjoy and I, I'm a little selfish I guess because it's got the bass intro which is Unfinished Sweet I love that song and uh, My Stars you're playing My Stars yeah wow. maybe who knows I don't know are we don't look at me, no. man. I don't work here anymore. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's what set. I love about seeing Alice yeah. Cooper. You get you get the big songs. You get your billion dollar yeah. babies. You get yeah. your schools out. But there are always those deep pulls where you're like, oh, hey, man, and that. you see those couple people just lose uh-huh. their minds when the, we play the, the set. I really love this year. It's fun. It goes by quickly. Um, it's uh, it's it's chocked full of stuff that's unexpected. So it's 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 really cool. Calico. I'd have to say mine is pain. The lyrics of Pain is the coolest. Th- I think remember I was a teenager when I first heard it, and I remember thinking that first time ever that that's when my dad was cool. That song's dark. Yeah, well, I'm a little dark, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like Have I, you met her? hey, <laughs> <laughs> they said about comedians, man, we're the darkest people. And we're like, hey, <laughs> but um, uh, no, I, I loved that. I remember hearing it as like a really like, grungy teenager that was like way into like you know stone temple pilots and like these are like real lyrics about real things and then <laughs> i heard pain and i was like oh man that's intense and I, and that kind of set me off on my own like behind the scenes journey of like figuring out what this was all about because i i joined the show when i was 19 so this was about like 17 i was like this is interesting to me and so i i remember i listened on a family road trip i had my little disc man and I listened to From the Inside, which I found in the garage. But which I has one of admit. the greatest album covers oh, in vinyl history. Yeah. And, and one little, of the best comic book ad- adaptations. Oh, yeah. Marvel premiere number 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great. I mean, but uh, what I loved about it, too, was I didn't want him to see I was listening to it. Because that's too teenagery to be like, I really liked what you did. So I took it from the garage and I was like, <laughs> and I remember listening to it and being like, I could. And that was what would start Bisto. You know, the way my brain works for Bisto is I would listen to it and I would see everything materialize. I would see exactly and I go, oh, man, this must be genetic because I go, yep, I got it. (laughs) All right. So Bisto Blanco, the new album is out. It is streamable. It is obtainable in physical form and it rocks. Thank you. That's great. We'll have another. We'll have Solitary Raves going to be released here shortly. Excellent. Single and a video follow up. So really excited about that one. So when Alice comes off the road, is that your time to go into yeah, full man. Bisto mode? That's what I do. I'm in Bisto mode all Pretty the time. Pretty much all the time. You know, I, I'm constantly working and enjoying what I do. And uh, and I'm just going to, you know, for me, it's like I, I don't, everybody, it's a question that's asked a lot. Like, you know, do you have downtime? And I enjoy what I do too much to have downtime. It's, I get it's, that. I love it. And um, I always say, man, just as long as I have a guitar or a bass around my neck or I'm on stage with Alice or I, I look next to Calico and she's got the CO2 gun and she's just going nuts. I, I'm the happiest guy on earth. I've got two of the best jobs in the world, man, and I'm, I'm loving it. I love it. Calico, Chuck, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Kirkland Carney presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. We are in Tinley Park. If you're watching this video, come out. It is a gorgeous night. It's like the first nice night we've had in the Chicago area in like a week. It's gorgeous out. Alice Cooper, Hailstorm, Motionless and White. That right there, that's a rock show right there. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks. Bye.